you can't, you know, just go out there and, and write a blog on whatever you want or, you know, on a YouTube video about whatever you want. I mean, you can, but it's not necessarily going to rank. It could be the very best piece of content um, out there that could be so super helpful for people. But if people aren't searching for it um, and if you don't already have a built in audience, you know, that 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 content, that piece of content is going to get left in the dust like nobody will ever see it. This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration and discover proven real world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company that keeps the lights on in our studio, including our take action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more. We've had the opportunity to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you and your business, be sure to check out ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. Take action on that today. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acri, and our guest today is Kyle Handy. Kyle is a realtor, team leader, and broker owner at the Dream Team with EXP Realty. Had to pick only a few of Kyle's accomplishments here mm-hmm. because it's a pretty long list, but he's been recognized as a top 25 realtor by San, D- San Antonio Business Journal, has the number one agent-owned real estate blog at kylehandy.com, and most impressively leads a team of over 500 agents in 34 states plus international. Kyle, welcome to Stay Paid. Hey, thanks for being here. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Luke, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Man, I am super excited to interview. I was telling you before we came on, guys, this guy is a beast at content. And if you're a real estate agent and not following him on YouTube, you got to go follow him because he puts out incredible content on helping you grow your business. So I just encourage you to stop what you're doing. Actually, go subscribe to his YouTube channel. I got to ask you, though, Kyle, did you ever think about doing a play on your name, like the handy real estate agent or handy realtor? Like, did you ever do it? Think about branding wise to do a play on your name? Because it's such a perfect name to do that. Oh, yeah. All the time. You know, I mean, especially in real estate, you know, being like, uh, you know, handy and all this type of stuff. I get it all the time. But at my team. So just so you know, before I uh, joined uh, the brokerage I'm with today, I had my own brokerage uh, called Handy Realty. Um, and I also have kind of like, a, you know, investment uh, real estate uh business, which uh, is Handy Services Group. And uh, and then my real estate team prior to the dream team was called the Handy Team. So I mean, I've definitely used it in the yes. name. Okay. I just but, said, I uh, knew you were a marketer, you know, marketing. So yeah. I figured you had to play that. And I didn't realize you had your own brokerage. Why did you end up switching to EXP? Um, not to get like an EXP sales yeah. pitch, but I'm just yeah. curious of like, hey, you had your own brokerage. Why go into EXP? Like why make that switch? Yeah, well, so I mean, I've been in real estate since 08 here in Texas and, you know, done about everything you could imagine in residential real estate. And uh, for about five years, I was just, you know, salesperson. Um, Then in 2013 is when I opened up my brokerage. And basically at that time, um, I did it because I wanted to try and gain freedom. I was tired of, you know, the ups and the downs and just, you know, and so I thought, well, having a brokerage was the the right, you know, track to go. At that time, that was the only track I thought you could do to get that uh, leverage and get that freedom. 
And uh, man, four years into it, I had my brokerage for from 2013 to 2017. I was going like the opposite direction. It was like I was working more hours. I was getting more financially like burdened. Yep. Um, just, you know, way more stress overall. And basically I saw EXP at that time, 2017, as an opportunity to basically build a business within a business, you know, kind of an already structured framework. And, um, but also as an opportunity to, you know, do this bigger than just in San Antonio, Texas, like in my local market, you know, I didn't have to go get licensed in 50 different States and all this type of thing. I could just be an agent in San Antonio, but yet grow my team and uh, group, you know, wherever I wanted. That is one of the, like, I realized cause my brother is building out a team. I think he has like 14 agents on his team now and he's debated, do I do my own brokerage? Do I go with an EXP? Do I stay where I'm at with a Keller Williams friend? The same debate everybody's mm-hmm. going through, but it's, yeah. um, one of the pain points that I see is that all the biggest sales organizations in the world, it's almost like MLM, right? Market, multi-level yeah. marketing. And you've got to get yourself in a system that you can recruit a downline. And yes. I see EXP really took it to a next level because Keller Williams had their downline you know, thing, but they took it to yep. another level of being able to open up in every state yes. so easy. And that yes. really was a game changer. The reason why I, I mentioned that is I, I want you to talk about, because I see you as a master like recruiter of downline, right? Yeah. And you use content to attract people <laughs> in. Yep. Like you're, you're really good at that. Uh, can you talk about how you think about recruiting, how you think about scaling that, that and getting people to take a look at Kyle and his team and whether they want to join your organization? Kind of how do you think of that process? Yeah. Well, man, it's such a funny story, like how it all even kind of like came to fruition, like to where I am today, because, you know, I joined EXP in 2017. And then for, you know, about two years, I kind of did the thing like most agents just talked to the agents that I knew locally, um, went to coffee, you know, it was agents that I was doing deals with. But then I was like, man, this is a big opportunity. Like I got to figure out a way to get in front of more people outside of just my, my local market and like just going to conventions and stuff. Yeah. I'd meet a few people here and there, but it wasn't like scalable. And I, so I, I thought, you know, at first what it was, was I was like, well, let me start running ads for this. You know, like, why not? I'm already running ads for my real estate sales business. You know, I know how to run Google PPC. I know how to run Facebook ads, you know, I'll run ads for agent attraction. And this was, you know, EXP, there was probably less than 10,000 agents. So there's a lot of agents that hadn't never heard of EXP. So just putting ads out there, getting it in front of people, got people curious, you know, built a landing page, all that kind of stuff, a little funnel. And it was working. It was getting people coming through and, um, you know, and I would talk to a couple of people and it worked for about four to six months. And then I got a, uh, an email, uh, from the CEO of EXP, Glenn Sanford. And he's like, Hey Kyle, we're coming out with this thing called the agent attraction pledge. No longer can you run ads for purely for agent attraction oh, purposes. Wow. And, um, you know, which, I mean, you know, and now looking back, I'm like, that makes sense. I mean, if you've got, you know, now we've got 80,000 agents, like, you know, all out there running ads, like it's just going to be spammy and, you know, and there, it would take too much like work to, to do it. So they just had to squash the whole thing. And so I was like, well, dang, you know, that was just starting to get some traction on that. Like how, how else could I do this? And I was like, well, if I rank like, cause basically I was running Google PPC. So I would rank in the top, you know, three when somebody would type EXP or some kind of search related to EXP. I was like, well, if I just started creating content and I ranked organically, you know, if it just came up like EXP can't stop me from, from doing that, you know what I mean? Like it just comes up, it comes up like, you know, there's, there's not like anything I can do about it. And so that was literally like my journey of like thinking of how I was going to get started. 
um, with content. And so, you know, I started with my blog first, uh, kylehandy.com. And now to this day, I've got probably almost 400 articles on there. Um, you know, not all about EXP, but you know, like probably 40, 50 of them about EXP. And then the rest are just like geared towards like helping real estate agents, you know, with different things with email marketing, you know, creating funnels, squeeze pages, landing pages, all sorts of stuff. And, um, so I did that and I was having so much, you know, traction. It, it didn't start right away. I will be honest. Like when I started, my blog was probably mid 2018, 2019. And for about a year, I was just creating content and not really getting any results. Like mm. I wasn't even showing up on, you know, on the results and, you know, but I knew because I was following other people in the space, I'd be watching other people's YouTube channels. And that's what they all say. Hey, it just takes some time, you know, but you got to be consistent. You got to keep doing it. So I just kept doing it, kept doing it, you know, alongside just selling real estate. And then eventually like I'd get, you know, I've got little trackers and stuff that'd be like, Hey, you're ranked now number seven uh, for this term, or you're ranked third for this term, you're ranked one for this term. And I was like, man, I just started seeing the, the results finally. And, um, and then once I started getting the results, it was like, I, I couldn't miss, you know, then it was like, I'd create something that was automatically on the first page of Google and then it would keep ranking. Wow. So, you know, it just takes that momentum, but then once you get that momentum, it, it's just really a, a really smooth sale from there. And, um, yeah. And so then that I started seeing it working and I was like, well, let me do this on YouTube because I'm already seeing the results, you know, on the number one search engine in the world. Why don't I go to the number two search engine in the world? And, uh, so I just started kind of repurposing a lot of the content that I had already created in blog format, um, in YouTube format. And so, um, you know, kind of just using those as outlines or even full on like scripts for my YouTube videos and really just have taken that approach ever since. And, um, so it's, it's been, been pretty awesome. So that's helped me now to, you know, where I'm at on YouTube, 35,000 subscribers on there. And it's crazy. Yeah. You're, you're crushing it. Can you just share a bit? So I don't lose the thought the, any tips you have for tools or how you think about SEO? Cause everybody's hearing in the audience, the same thing I'm hearing. Okay. I want to write blogs. I want to film videos, but what are like some of the great hacks that you have learned in terms of keywords or, or SEO type stuff that you could give? Yeah. Well, I mean, that was like a big learning curve just in and of itself was like, not, not even so much that it's difficult, but like, it took me a second just to realize like there is even, there is strategy to it. There's a lot of strategy actually to it. And you know, you can't, you know, just go out there and, and write a blog on whatever you want, or, you know, on a YouTube video about whatever you want. I mean, you can, but it's not necessarily going to rank. It could be the very best piece of content um, out there that could be so super helpful for people. But if people aren't searching for it, um, and if you don't already have a built-in audience, you know, that, that, that content, that piece of content is going to get left in the dust. Like nobody will ever see it. And it's unfortunate. And so, you know, you do have to really be strategic about it. And so I've used, um, you know, many different tools just, you know, for SEO, like over the time, um, I've used like, um, keywords everywhere. I've used Ahrefs. I, I still use Ahrefs today. Um, I've used Uber suggest like Neil Patel's tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of like little keyword tools. And basically I think, you know, just understanding that those tools exist, that kind of took me a second to understand because at first I was like, I just want to create a blog about this. And I would just start typing and going and publishing. And, you know, and it probably took me a few months to be like, all right, no, let me actually go and, and see if that term is even something people search for. And I, I would find a lot of the stuff wasn't, you know, like, um, and, or it would be somewhat related, but the way that I titled it and the way that I kind of optimized it, um, was not specific to the way that somebody would be searching for it. So then I basically just had to go back, 
kind of, you know, change some of my titles, some of my headlines, some of like the focus keywords that I was really going after and just kind of like, you know, manipulate it a little bit. So as soon as then it did match what somebody would be searching for, now it's starting to get picked up, starting to get found. Um, and then, you know, the rest is history. But yeah, I mean, so really, I think the first thing people have to do um, if I were like just getting started again is, you know, figure out, you know, first off, who's your target audience? Um, you know, who would be, who are you going after? And, and then put yourself in their shoes and figure out like, what are these people searching for? Like, mm-hmm. and how specifically, how exactly are they searching for it? Like you almost have to be that exact. And so, um, you know, you, you can even just use like Google auto suggest, like go into Google, start typing a couple terms and then see what it, it spits out. And I'll get a list of those and then I'll throw those into a keyword research tool like Ahrefs or, you know, there's a lot of them that are that are cheap or free. And just to see how like what's the volume of them and what's the difficulty of ranking for them, um, because that's the other part, too, is in the beginning uh, when you don't have a whole lot of traffic already coming to your site. If you're going after a super difficult keyword, you might as well, you know, you might as well not do it right away because it's going to be a waste of your time. Like if I wanted to start up a brand new blog and, and target the search term iPhone 14, it's never going to happen no matter how good of a piece of content I put out there. Cause there's billions of, of articles, right? I mean, there's so many things that are, are, you know, particular to that. Um, so you have to kind of start out more of like a um, long term, a long tail approach where it's like, you know, for instance, if it's, you know, real estate, it's like, you know, um, somebody like, you know, buying a home in San Antonio under 300,000, right? Like, and you have to see, like, does that have search volume? And if it does, then great. And if it, then very likely the difficulty for something that specific is pretty low. So if you create something like that, you'll probably get an easy win on it. And then as you start to get more of those wins, you can go after more and more challenging um, keywords. So that's that's kind of the general overview of the whole kind of process there. Hey, real estate agents, are you looking for an incredible way to generate a consistent flow of new leads for your business? Try our Facebook lead generation program. The hardest thing for real estate agents when it comes to running Facebook ads is you're not sure how to create an audience on Facebook's management to actually be effective. You're not sure what the copy should be or the creative for the ad and even how much you should spend every single day to make sure you get a consistent flow of leads. We take care of all of that for you. Our team of Facebook lead generation experts have your back. After spending millions in Facebook ads ourselves, we know which ads generate the best leads and we'll set everything up for you. Some of our clients have spent as little as $10 a day on their ads and are getting an average of 34 new leads every month. Plus, there's no contract and you can pause your ads whenever you like. Visit ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidFollowUp and start getting a regular flow of new leads as soon as tomorrow. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidFollowUp. Take action on this today. Talk about the rest of your site because <clears throat> when I look at it, a couple things pop out. One, there's a ton of copy, mm-hmm. right? And then when you look at like your – I want everyone to go to KyleHandy.com and click on his partner with me because that is like a classic sales page and a <laughs> funnel. And I'm wondering like how much did you kind of refine or why did you build it out so that you have so much copy and just those value stacks as you go down this this partner page? Yeah. I mean, so gosh, like that partner page has probably seen 50 different iterations, right. From like the very beginning, like the very beginning, it was like a headline, a paragraph and like a form to fill out. Right. And like, you know, over time you just kind of start to like enhance it and and add things in there. And a lot of times what it, what it ends up boiling down to for me um, is two things, you know, I, I kind of take examples from other people's sales pages. 
um, you know, sometimes in totally different industries, but I'm like, oh yeah, I, I should add a, an FAQ or I should add, you know, like just something that talks about me or get some reviews or some referrals or something like that, throw some videos up there. Like, so I'll get a lot of that kind of stuff and add it to it as I see it. Um, but then also like, you know, as people are going through the process, like, cause I, you know, basically the whole uh, purpose of my partner with me page is to get people to set up like a consultation, like a zoom call or like a phone call with me. And a lot of times when they're on that phone call or that zoom call, I hear a lot of the same questions or they'll share the same concerns. And I use those concerns to almost speak to that concern in my copy. So that way it's like, Hey, he's speaking to me, you know, and then that just further increases the conversion of that sales page. Yeah, it's so good, man. That's so good. There's two key golden nuggets in there that I want people to make sure they take away. One is um, you've iterated 50 times. Great yeah. marketing, great products, they iterate. They don't stay the same. You you constantly change them and tweak them. And then number two, he ripped off and duplicated what he saw yeah. was working. And so it's like so many people don't, they think they have to create something from scratch. No, look at what's working, what worked on you and rip off and duplicate it, right? With your own product and whatever that you're doing. And then the third, which is just an incredible sales and marketing hack is you're listening to your target audience, taking down their pain points and repeating back to them in your copy, the pain points. And now they feel like they're actually being heard. So how big is your downline at this point? Uh, we're just about to cross 600. So I think Ooh. we're at 580. Yeah. And change. Yeah. Crazy man. Okay. So now are you still practicing real estate? Are you fully now just recruiting mode, training, teaching like what's your. Yeah, no, funny enough. I mean, I actually just had a closing on Monday, just yesterday, for you. Uh, a closing uh, from a listing of mine. I don't do as much of it anymore. Like I used okay. to probably, and, and I've never sold like a ton. Like, I mean, as at the peak, I was probably like a 15 to $20 million producer. Okay. Um, which, you know, is decent. I was, you know, as a solo agent, when I had a team, we did a lot more, but like, I'm just talking like my production yeah, of that. Sure. And so, um, but you know, and so now basically what I'm, what I'm doing is just friends and family neighbors, like easy deals that are around me. Yep. Um, you know, mostly what I'm focused on now is just my content business, my coaching and kind of, you know, teaching up agents. Um, and then we love to travel too. So I mean, we travel, so that's where, because we travel so much now, uh, the content side of it speak, you know, plays so much better to it than like actually focusing on like a, a local sales business. Cause you know, as we all know, that's, that's a tough, you know, grind. You got to be around when clients need you and all yep. this type of thing. And so, yeah. Now, 100%, it was, I was looking at your YouTube, right? And there's so many different topics that you talk about, all forms of marketing. You're obviously doing a lot of sphere and referral, and that makes a lot of sense as you grow in business. It tends to be the referral business that's the highest yep. leverage for you. It's the easiest deals to get done. When yep. you look at the marketing that's working in 2023 right now, and as you're kind of putting on your forecasting hat for next year, <clears throat> where do you see agents needing to double down in from a lead gen standpoint, like where would your focus be? Would you go ZillowRealtor.com for leads? Would you go running Facebook ads? Would you go double down on farming, uh, content on social video? Like where is like the map for you of trying to go, hey, this is where I'm probably going to point a new agent to try to double down from their marketing campaign. Yeah. I mean, 100% for me, it would always start from uh, the content side of things. Like at this point, knowing what I know now from content, like 
like that fuels every side of your business. Like, I mean, you know, I think realtors, they struggle a lot because a lot of times they don't either know what to do next or like they don't know what to say to people. Whereas if you start with content, you always have something to share with people. And so like, for instance, like you create a, you know, a unique piece of content, you A, can share that with your social media audience. Like that's easy. Um, B, you can start getting on the phones with people and be like, Hey, you know, Bob, I just, you know, created this piece of content. I'd love to share it with you, send it over to you, you know, have a conversation, but sometimes people just don't know what to say. And when you have content, you always have value you can give somebody. And it's almost like giving gifts that don't cost you any money um, that you can give to people uh, consistently. You know, you can create as much content as you want. And so, and then the beautiful thing about the content side of it too, is as you start to, you know, continuously publish, whether it's on your, your blog or YouTube or just, you know, social in general, um, you create a library and that's all proof of your, you know, expertise and you don't have to quite sell yourself as much um, you know, to, to clients, I was talking to an agent today and she's, you know, heavy on Zillow and she was just telling me, she was like, Oh my gosh, Kyle, like, you know, I'm just so tired of it. It's like, you know, she goes out and, and works with these clients who, you know, they're not necessarily, you know, committed to her yeah, there's or, no loyalty you know, but, and, so, and they, they was that I said, yeah, there's no loyalty there, no, no loyalty. And so like, they'll literally have her show houses and then like just ghost her. And then it's like, Oh, you know, Oh, we actually have a different realtor. They just weren't in town this weekend. It's like, you know, all of that that stuff where it's like wasting your time. And I'm like, you know, that's not like, even if you do get it, cause she's like, well, my goal is I just want to at least, you know, get one or two deals because then I'll be positive on the whole thing. And, and I, and I kind of explained to her, I was like, well, here's the thing though you have to realize is you might be positive on like, you know, the pure, like just, you know, how much you paid versus what you might get from one closing or two closings, but you could be completely negative on the sense of how much time it took you to get that deal mm -hmm. compared to putting out how much content could you have put out if you weren't wasting all of this time. Mm -hmm. um, and all of that content would continuously keep working for you. It'll continuously build your brand. Um, and so, yeah, you might think that you're doing the right thing by being positive on your ROI, just, you know, from a financial standpoint, but in general, you know, but, but in actuality, you know, with your time invested in that uh, lead service, you could have done so much more. And so that's, I really, I believe that it has to start from there. Now, once you have content and you really have like an established presence um, and you have income coming in, like disposable income, and you're like, hey, I just want to continue to you know build my market share, build my market presence, and you want to run ads, everything you do after that point will be more effective because mm -hmm. now you've established, you know, trust from the audience because they're, I guarantee you, they're going to look you up. And when somebody, you know, searches Kyle Handy, you know, real estate, you know, and they come in, they're like, oh my gosh, he's got, you know, YouTube videos, he's got this, he's got that. That's the agent I'm working with versus just some random person who knows you, you know, there's nothing different about you. They just have a profile on Zillow or whatever that has a bio, like just, you know, thousands of other realtors, that's not going to do you any good. And so why would you start by paying all this money or doing all this other stuff um, when really you're just going to be, you know, fighting this battle uphill Whereas you could just really get ahead of it all, start with the content side of it. And then as you're publishing the content, you're going to be getting deals because, you know, every time you publish something, you send it out there to the world, people see you as a credible source. And then the more that you're, you're, um, you know, continuing to do it, that you're consistent with it, 
people will then really stay, you know, take notice and they actually value that consistency. So like your friends, your family, your sphere of influence are like, Oh my gosh, like I thought he was just going to do this for, you know, a couple, like a month and then, you know, fizzle out. But when they see you, you know, day after day, week after week, you know, publishing value out there, um, they can't help but want to share you to their friends, their family, or use, uh, use you yourself. How would you rank if you could like the platforms that you should focus on first? Like if I'm a new agent and I need to start building up my content library, is it blogs? Is it Instagram? Mm. Is it YouTube? Is it your email list? Like how do you rank that in a, in a way? Yeah. Well, so email list is, is that's the number one, like thing that you should have going across all platforms. Like that's how you should be capturing people is mm-hmm. definitely having an email list. I mean, that's like the most simple thing to do. You know, you sign up for a Weber MailChimp, any of those types of email subscriber uh, systems and literally, you know, just make that be your main call to action on the front end of everything. So like whether you have a blog post, whether you have a YouTube video, always put in there, like, by the way, you know, sign up for my emails newsletter, get a free, you know, buyer guide or seller guide or whatever for your area. Um, and just really start building that email list. Like I cannot stress the importance of having an email list. Um, but you know, but, but, and so that's going to be no matter what's, um, uh, particular social media or whatever you choose to use is to have that be going in the background. Like I used to be a big believer in like CRM and all this. And I still think like having a CRM is good, but for most agents, it's usually like, they're not going to keep up with it. Like Correct. it's very difficult to like truly call and it almost gets overwhelming. I've honestly had more success just having an email list and just passively, you know, putting things out there to my email list. Hmm. And then of course, you know, at the bottom of my email list, I always have, you know, schedule free consultation or whatever. And just, you know, I literally get people booking at nine o'clock at night, four o'clock in the morning, like, you know, and they book when they're ready to talk to me. And that's been super effective just having that email list. And, you know, my email list started at, you know, a couple, 10 people, 12 people, 15 people. And now it's up to, I think I've got 11,900 and something names on my email list and emails. And so, um, what type of emails are you sending your list? Is it an agent list or is it, um, yeah. So now, well, I've got both. So I've got an agent list and I still have a buyer seller yeah. list here for my local market. Um, but like basically for my agent list, like whenever I create a new piece of content, they get, uh, you know, they get a notification that, Hey, I released a new piece of content. Okay. Nice. okay. Um, yep. Any, anything like that. So, I mean, and, and you know, obviously I try and just make it seem like, Hey, I'm bringing value, bringing value. Yep. I don't have any like hard calls to actions. Like, you know, like, like where it's like a big sales pitch. Like I honestly don't really sell anything. Like I don't try and sell my courses or anything through my email list, which I know some people say, Oh, you should do that. Um, but honestly, I'm very passive about it. I'm, you know, yep. it's worked for me. I just like to add a lot of value. And then when people are ready to to take the next step with me, um, you know, they, how they many emails a up. month would you say on average? Usually it's about anywhere from, I would say eight to 12 emails a month. So, so um, a good amount. That, that's good. To oh, know. Yeah. Good amount. Okay. Yeah. Good amount. You know, two to three to four a week, I would say, just gotcha. depending on how much content I'm putting out. All right. Sorry to steer you yeah. off the original question. I just yeah. wanted to really know how, like the content and emails. Um, So platforms yeah. wise, obviously Platform. emails the best. Would you go yeah. Instagram blogging, YouTube? Where would you go next if you were a new agent? So, yeah. So, I mean, I would definitely either do blogging, um, or YouTube or podcasts, like any of those three, honestly, um, just depending on what the person is most comfortable with. Like if you're not comfortable on video, I wouldn't say to pick that first. Like, you know, you don't have to do video. I will say the most powerful, the most effective, if you can do video and you're not like nervous to be on it, um, would be video. That's the fastest way you gain trust with people. They can see your, your, your face. They can hear how you speak. Like Agreed. you can really, yeah. whereas like blogging, you know, it is definitely, you're adding a value to people. 
Um, but you don't gain the trust as quickly um, blogging, right? Because just written, it's kind of hard to exactly, you know, build build that trust. Podcast, though, I'd say is probably like second on the trust side because at least people can hear you speaking and that type of thing. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean, that would be my my ranking would be like YouTube, number one, um, podcasting, number two, and then uh, blogging would be number three. And, um, but either way, I mean, if you're not comfortable, like blogging would still be on you know, higher than like social media per se, or like Facebook, Instagram. And the reason why that is, and you know, here's kind of my, my view, how I utilize social media is to promote my, my main channels, my YouTube, like whenever I come out with a new video or my blog posts or whatever. And really, and it's mostly just like behind the scenes kind of stuff, like actual, like um, putting content on those platforms. You know, the thing I don't like is that it just, it, it only works for like, a day or two days and then you have to do it again i'm trying to build a business where like i don't have to be like beholden to the algorithm and constantly you know pushing mm-hmm. content out there just to stay relevant you know i like to take time off and i like to not have to you know always do this and so as i create the content on youtube and google and even podcast like that stuff works for me forever i mean i've got videos that are four or five six years old that are still bringing clients today um whereas like if i put up Facebook post up six years ago, like nothing, right? Like there's never going to, even a, even a week ago, like it's not going to even still be relevant. And so, you know, I, I, it's not that I'm, I'm like negative on those social channels. It's just that it's not my style. Like I, I'm not, I don't want to be on the the platforms every single day or whatever. Is that because you see it more as like you're driving the prospect, the consumer to a hub where they can see Almost like, a, a, I don't know what you call it, but like um, you have this whole now library, I guess is a good word for it, library of content that they can see, wow, look at this brand, look at this company, look at Kyle Handy and what he's done versus if you send them to just Facebook, Facebook you see as just a distribution medium of uh, exactly. just what a, just, Yeah, just a distribution medium. And, and it's one of those things where too, like, you know, with, with, with blogging, let's just say, right. Or, or YouTube or whatever. Um, I'm getting like, you know, at, at any given month, like I might get three to four to 5 million impressions. Absolutely free. My just from SEO. Gosh, man, you are crushing like, it. Oh yeah. It, I mean, it's, in, it's, it's, it's insane. And if I, I couldn't create enough content on Facebook, at least not with the, the size audience that I've got, which I've got a decent audience. I mean, I don't, you know, publish a ton on there and, and have tons like, but I still like, I look at my analytics that I get from Instagram and from Facebook and I compare that to what I get just from SEO and it's not even close. And, and, and the other part of like those other social platforms is they're all pay to play, you know? And so it's like, if I did want to get the same type of impressions, um, I would have to, you know, run significant, uh, money through ads. That's a good point. And yeah. And so, you know, and so I don't know, I just, that's why I prefer the other side of it. You know, a lot of times like agents, they'll spend so much time on like Facebook and Instagram and this and that. And, you know, and I'm not saying you don't get deals because you definitely do get deals, especially from your sphere of influence. Like, I think that's what it's there for. Yep. If you've got a good sphere of influence, you want to kind of stay in touch, stay top of mind. Yeah, absolutely. You should do it. You shouldn't like ignore it. But I really do feel like if you want to build a brand, if you want to build consistency in your business, um, you have to do something through SEO where like just passively people are going to come across it, you know, for in perpetuity, like, you know, for many years to come versus just like whatever you're putting out there. Uh, the one other platform too, I mean, you know, that I, I do know that agents are having some success with 
um, that, um, you know, is content based. And now because you can search, it's, it's even better is like TikTok. Like I know some agents, if you're preferring like short form videos, that's another great way to create content and put out there. I personally haven't uh, done much of that. I am more of the long form, uh, kind of stuff, but I, I definitely see, you know, a lot of agents having success with short form. So that would be the other thing is like, maybe you want to do video, but you don't want to quite do, you know, long form video, uh, do a lot of short form video, but you know, I, I think, um, that kind of content creation is going to be what wins versus, you know, at this point, just like putting up random posts on Instagram, random posts on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. I mean, I, I've done it. I've tried it. I've got tons of agents that try it. And honestly, I mean, if, if I had figured that solution out, I'd be doing it. Um, but I have just not cracked that code. Um, I, I do think it's good. Again, if you have a great, you know, social or a great sphere of influence that you do it because people will see some stuff. But if you want to grow your business, like if you really want to, to, to get and reach people that don't know you already, um, it's probably not the best platform compared to like a YouTube or hmm. something like that. Do you have to rank locally in order for this model to be successful? Like, does that make sense? Do you actually have to rank on Google at the local level for this to be successful? Uh so, no, I mean, honestly, I mean, I think that um, you're so ranking on the local level, quite honestly, is actually easier than ranking like on the national level. Mm -hmm. You know, you have less competition in very in, in a lot of the markets. And um, and the cool thing about doing it locally is you can, you know, especially if you've lived in that market for a while or, you know, some of the things that like are more intricate you'll find keywords and stuff that nobody else has even gone after. And so literally, I mean, the difficulty scores are so low. And so, yeah, I mean, if you want the content strategy to work for you at the local level, then yeah, you do need to rank for it. Otherwise nobody's going to come across your stuff. But the nice thing about it is it is much easier at the local level to rank. Mm -hmm. And and then, you know, and I still get agents that are like, well, yeah, but Kyle, I go on YouTube and I search, you know, um, San Antonio homes. And there's, you know, 17 agents already that are making, you know, these right. videos like, yeah, but that's 17. That's nothing compared to like, think of it. Like, I mean, we're talking, you know, millions and millions of yeah. views go around just for local, um, for, you know, real estate stuff every single year on a real estate uh, basis. So, I mean, yeah, there is going to be competition. I mean, we're not saying this is like competition free, mm -hmm. but you know, compared to like any other thing, yeah, I mean, try, yeah, try competing in real estate marketing products, try, try email. <laughs> yeah. so it's a little bit, it's a little bit harder. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's so, more I mean, than 17 out there. Yeah. There's definitely more than 17 people. Wow. Exactly. That's what I think. I mean, you know, agents want to be like the only one. I'm like, well, no, I mean, yeah, that'd be awesome if you were. And maybe in some markets there maybe still, you know, smaller markets or whatever, where there's like nobody blogging or there's nobody doing YouTube or whatever. But like, even if there are like the, um, like in like, like percentage wise, the amount is so low that like, it is still untapped. And, and then the thing is, is like, yeah, there, you might even see if you search for, you know, homes for sale in, in your market, there's like a lot of videos, but what, what separates um, somebody who ends up being successful doing like a content strategy on any of those like YouTube or blogging is somebody who's going to consistently show up because yes. like a lot of those results, if you go look, you know, that result might've been from a video that person made four years ago and they haven't made a video in the last two years. Right. Yep, yeah. And so, you know, and, and that video probably still gets that person some business or gets them some views, but what's going to get you a lot of business is showing up and doing a hundred videos, 200 videos, 300 videos, and making that part of your daily routine. 
um, you won't get beat. Like I promise you, there is not, you know, at that point you go from having, let's say there was even 50 realtors in your market to doing it to, you know, there's probably less than a handful that are doing it at that consistency or that clip that you could do it at. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what I think is really powerful, but you know, I mean, I get it. Agents want like, you know, a lot of times we want like instant gratification. We want that. That's why we're, that's why we're in this job, right? We're commissioned. Like we like it in like that, Hey, that 10 grand infusion of our bank account, you know, when you close a deal and um, it's nice. I mean that, trust me, it's great. And, you know, and definitely like the, the content strategy is more long-term. Um, but if you can, you know, see that far into the future, um, there's not a better strategy out there, uh, in my opinion, as far as like being able to balance your lifestyle and actually like establish credibility and have a business that you're going to enjoy. Like, I mean, literally you can step out and like your stuff works for you. Even if you don't want to work, you could send those leads to other places, still get paid. And, you know, and so that, uh, that alone is, is powerful versus like a, a Zillow strategy, a realtor.com strategy, Facebook ads, all this kind of stuff where you have to pay. And the second you stop, you know, the business stops coming in, plus you're not building any credibility with it or anything. And so, you know, that's a very, very risky pop proposition. Whereas, you know, what I'm building and what agents who are doing content are building is a much more stable thing, albeit it takes a little bit longer to get going. So, I mean, in the, yeah. in the beginning, you know, maybe you do need to hustle for six months, 12 months, 18 months mm. until that really starts to work for you. You got to almost look at it like you're doing two jobs. You got yep. your content business and you got your normal, like whatever else you're doing to try and get business like today, like you're going to have to do that. Like I had to do that um, as I was building out my content. Like I said, it took me a year to, you know, 18 months before my stuff really started coming in. But did that mean that I wasn't doing anything else and I was just sitting waiting around? No, I mean, I was still doing what I could locally and you know everything that i knew how to do until that stuff picked up but now now that that stuff's going i don't have to do any of the other stuff you know i can just basically sit back and rely on what i've built and then just continue to slowly put stuff out there at a clip that works for me that's so good i have one more question on the whole blog thing and sorry we don't have a lot of people that come on and talk about this so i want to get as much as we can out um i know it's hard there's probably a ton of different ideas but for people who aren't creative or having trouble uh, what are some what are like, maybe there's a top few types of topics or ideas that people should be blogging about yeah. that then they can actually turn into video, like just your top two or three sort of pillars or ideas. Yeah. So, I mean, I think what in, you know, in the real estate space, you know, there's going to be, you obviously like for me, I have two different like uh, lists. I've got buyer ideas and seller ideas. And then within like my, my buyer ideas, um, you know, I break it down into, of course, like pros and cons of moving to your market. Like that's always a popular one. Um, and yeah, there might be a lot of other videos that, you know, people have also done the same thing, but you know, the way you do it is going to be different than the way somebody else does it. And that's what it's all about is like, people will connect with certain people different than different people. So like, even though that video exists and it might even be better if they like your personality, you know, they're going to come with you. And so like pros and cons in a market of like, you know, Hey, this is what's good about the, like really the, the, the ones that you should create first are if you put yourself in the shoes of somebody relocating to your market, right? Cause that's a lot of times what people that are going to YouTube are going to cool. be, you know, they're, they're going to be coming to YouTube is for like, they're moving to the markets. They don't know anything about the area. If, you know, if somebody has been living in, in your market for 30 years, you know, they kind of know what they want to do. They're not probably going to YouTube as often. 
But so you need to put yourself in the shoes of like somebody who's moving, doesn't really know, like, what are they going to want to know? What, you know, what are, uh, what are some of the top school districts, you know, in the area? What are, uh, where are the restaurants? Where's the shopping? Like, you know, it doesn't all have to be about houses. It want, you need it to be more than that. Like, where's the lifestyle kind of aspect of it? Um, and then, yeah. And then definitely factor into another. So that's like one side on the buyer side. Um, another side on the buyer side would be like specific to houses where it is like, Hey, you know, this is what $400,000 buys you in this, you know, uh, area. This is what, you know, $500,000 market reports and kind of talking about what the overall market is doing in your area. Um, those are all very uh, successful videos um, for people on the buy side, the sell side, kind of the same thing. And obviously here, it's not um, so much people that are going to be relocating. Obviously, they already live there. So, I mean, you're going to have to just kind of talk to them about what sellers should expect when they sell their home. And a lot of times it's going to be first time sellers, right? So it's like somebody who's never sold a home before. What would they be thinking, right? Like, you know, how, how do I determine what, what my home is worth, right? Like, can I trust Zillow, you know, Zestimates, like, you know, all these different types of videos um, that, you know, if, if you're in the seller's shoes, what are they asking? You know, what questions are they asking? And the other thing you just got to also always be just hyper aware of is like, and, and I love this because I keep a notepad on my phone is like, literally as I get asked questions, you know, in the field, whether it's from an agent or from a buyer or seller, if I don't have a video about it, I literally just, you know, jot it down and I'm like, oh, that'd be a great topic. That'd be a great topic. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean I'm going to do it tomorrow, but you know, that I have this great. list and, and then I take that list. I run it through like a hrefs or like a keyword tool and I'll figure out like, Hey, how are people actually searching for that, you know, particular idea or particular question? Um, because that's the other thing too, is like, you know, just having the ideas is not enough. You then have to take that idea, kind of translate it into how people are searching for it from an SEO standpoint, um, and then really just kind of optimize for that. Wow. That. Yeah, it's so Thanks, good. Man. It makes me think of like the songwriters, they write down ideas for songs as they go about their day. And then when they get in the songwriting session, that's what comes out. It's like, well, I had this idea and that's this idea. Yeah. Yeah, when I write my songs. Yeah. <laughs> when you write your love songs, that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dude, exactly. Kyle, man, thank yeah. you so yeah, much so for, good, for coming on. This was this was great. Like I said, it's a pretty unique uh, topic for us mm -hmm. to dive into with you. So we appreciate that. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. Yeah, uh, I would say the best way if you actually want to, you know, talk to me is, uh, you know, hit me up on Instagram. You know, I do check my DMs on there. That's probably the fastest way. Or you can email me. I'm one of those very few realtors that you can email me. I've got a zero inbox. So literally, I've like, got to clear out my whole inbox. Okay, that's uh, that's, that's impressive. Else. Or else That's I go the crazy. Most impressive thing so, I've heard you know, today. Can, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't have four thousand six hundred emails that would make me go nuts. But um, yeah, yeah. So email me Kyle at thehandyteam.com, um, Instagram DM, or like I say, if you just want to kind of know more about me or get some of my content, YouTube is you know probably the best. Just search Kyle Handy um, and uh, KyleHandy.com. I do have an academy uh, where if you do want to learn more about like how to uh, start creating content on YouTube specifically. Um, I've got a course in there about that. I also have a course just for like general real estate agents kind of getting started in their first like a year. Um, it's kind of, you know, takes people through the whole process, 10 videos long. Um, and that's on there too. It's called flight 101. So uh, yeah, if you go to academy.kylehandy.com, that'll take you to my academy. 
Awesome. That's fantastic. Kyle, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you all so much for listening. You can get the links that Kyle mentioned all in one place over at staypaidpodcast.com with the show notes as well as the video of this episode. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review along with a comment. We'll read it here on the show. And the best way to support the show is simply share this episode with a friend, share it on your social media. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on social media as well. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Aker. Kyle, man, that did not disappoint. I mean, I could. Li- I feel like we just scratched the surface of your knowledge. That was so good. Normally, our episodes, we're keeping like you know yeah, 30 minutes, and I just yeah. wanted to keep going. I was like, Dude, hey, man, this you. is so yeah. good. You, you really are incredible. Guys, I encourage you, check out his content. Check out his academy. It is worth your time. I watch his content. It is really, really good. Here's my action item for you guys off of the show is don't just create any type of content, right? Because you got to create content that people are actually searching for. Use some of these keyword search functionality, I guess, offerings out there, like this Ahref that he's talking about, yep. or even it's just simply going to Google and start typing yep. in Google, and it will auto-fill for you what people yep. are searching. Utilize that to determine what type of content you're going to create. So if you're creating content right now, don't just create any type of content. Create content that people are actually searching for. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today.